Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Your words? Less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today by supporting the Going In Raw Patreon. You can enjoy access to the live taping of the show, exclusive merchandise, and patron-only episodes, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. This is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. That sounds terrible. What's up? This is the most must-see WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. <laughs> and you are Going In Raw. What's up? It's your girl, Sasha Banks, legit boss, and you are watching Going In Raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. And you are tuned in to Going In Raw right now. How you doing? Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome to Going In Raw <laughs> I just watched non-news, so I'm in a singing mood. Non-Raw Anyways, the Going In Raw show where we, we review this week really, really bad pay-per-view. Um, but yeah, we review pay-per-views here. Oh, do you know what pay-per-views you want people to yes. review? Oh, wow, you did your I homework. I did it all this morning. Well done. Um, so yeah, this is the, uh, you know, we put up three pay-per-views for patrons to vote on. Yes. Uh, at the $10 and up mark. Yes. So you can do that at going in pay- patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Um, and uh, yeah, it's good. We're also at com forward slash going in raw. This is not the smoothest intro I've ever done in my life. No, but it's kind of fitting because this show was all over the place. In many instances, an abject disaster. Understanding that I have to talk about this now makes me, A, angry, and yeah. B, kind of ill. Because I have to revisit the kiss. Ugh. So the show it's we're so talking I, about... I don't know what's, even, what's more gross, that it was Bischoff or that girl. I'm Bischoff. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, So the show we're talking about today is NWO Sold Out 1997. Now, this was the NWO's attempt uh, to put on their own (laughs) pay-per-view. I mean, if... Here's the thing. So the NWO is like, you know, a guerrilla organization. Yeah, that was the idea. You know, and so I maybe it's apropos that, like, there's nothing, there's nothing, there's nobody in the NWO proper that I know of that had, like, expert, you know, like, television production skills. Which is funny because their video packages were always very well done. Right, exactly. Even, yeah. the, uh, even the intro video package to this show yeah. was really well done. Yeah, yeah. But first, the, sorry, are you talking about the dumpster truck part? No, 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 no. Right after the dumpster yes. truck. Yes. Yeah, it was kind of cool. With Bischoff on the podium and yeah, everybody yeah, talking yeah. to the camera. That, that was well right. done. Yeah. But yeah, before that, when the entire NWO, save for uh, Hollywood Hogan, mm-hmm. rode to the arena on uh, garbage trucks. Yeah. That's, you know, if, if that's not the most apt metaphor for well, the yeah, NWO. Well, yeah, let me, let me ask you about that. Because that is the most obvious, like, they're literally driving garbage into the arena. That's the metaphor right there. For this show but and it's, what the NWO would eventually become, it's yeah. It's not even, it's not even like, a, you know, like a vague... It's, it's, it's not literally veiled. It's literally yes. driving garbage 
into the arena. Yeah, before we started, you you theorized that this show was an attempt to bury the NWO. <laughs> okay, here. He, <laughs> and if if any if any segment uh, epitomizes that, it's the very beginning of the show. It's like what you're about to see is trash. Yeah. So that's what we and, and not only was it dumpster trucks, it was dumpster trucks with NWO flags on them. So there was no there was no getting around it. There was no misinterpreting what they were saying. NWO is garbage. This pay-per-view is trash. Yes. And I don't did anybody stop and say because I think okay, let me ask you something. Is that the symbolism you think Eric Bischoff was going oh, for? Of course not. Uh, it couldn't have been. I met, imagine imagine maybe the, their idea is the NWO is taking out the trash. Oh, I don't think that I don't no. Here here's what it is. Because I don't think Eric Bischoff is stupid. No, I don't think so either. But I do think he was probably oblivious to the point that they're driving garbage into the arena. I think he saw I don't know, I'm trying to think of like the movie or TV show. Okay, remember how Marty McFly used to which Back to the Future something tells me I was like Bischoff loved that movie. Marty McFly I don't know. It just seemed like a movie that he would like. I love Back to the Future. Yeah, I do too. I'm just saying, you know, that's probably like for the for for us the pinnacle of Citizen Kane. For him, the pinnacle of movie making is probably Back to the Future. Could be. Okay, all right. So, anyways, you know how what did Marty McFly do that was like the coolest shit when we were like six years well, old? He rode the skateboard while holding onto the car. Yeah, something tells me. And what? There's, there's like a movie or somewhere like somebody's riding on the back of a garbage truck like that. Uh, men at work with Charlie Sheen, Emilio Estevez. <laughs> no, not literal garbage men. I thought there was something where like somebody <laughs> cool used to do something like that. I think that he thought that was cool. Just the image of them. Hey, what can we ride on the back of? We can't really ride on the back of like a U-Haul can't really do that but garbage trucks you literally can't you can hang on yeah the funny thing is when it cut to the footage of bischoff he looked like he didn't really know what he like he looked like he was hanging on for dear life yeah everybody else seemed actually kind of cool doing it except maybe, for bischoff maybe because also it was snowing it looked very cold <laughs> they were all freezing they all had those really cool nwo hoodies on yeah no. that they actually look kind of cool in those but at this point there was like literally 20 people in the nwo it was horrible yeah the span of six months it went from the core group, Hogan, yeah. the Outsiders, yeah. to having, it seemed like one member joined every two weeks. Yeah, I know. Well, they did that one thing on a Nitro, I think, when I think DiBiase told the entire locker room, you need to join the NWO, which is like the complete wrong way to do it. And it's funny because after this pay-per-view, they started to correct course because they ditched, a, like they, they like J.J. Dillon said that M. Wall Street's, did he go by M. Wall Street or was it Michael Wall Street? They called him Michael Wall Street. They did call him Michael Wall Street? I think they abbreviated it for okay. his uh, lower third. Okay, okay. Um, anyways, uh, Rotunda, IRS, whatever you want to call him, he got kicked out. I think Big Bubba ended up getting kicked out. Mm-hmm. Um, and but then so, but after this, it was about a year after this, then Savage joined. Right, you get some better names. Yeah. Like they, 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 they added quality and they dumped quantity. Yeah. You know? And so it seems like they did course correct because it's funny. After this one uh, sold out ninety eight, auto played, and uh, and it seemed a bit cooler. Like it was cool. It was kind of the NW was still kind of cool. I there think. was nothing cool about this show though. No, there wasn't. It was it was absolutely bizarre because you think like oh early NWO cool right on. We'll see what they did. I mean okay I'll put it this way. I thought there were some cool things about it. Yeah there were. 
Like it's this, but nothing in to, to the, do the, with like performance or anything. No, this show was was like middle aged cool. Yeah, I know. I know. You had the Harleys. Yeah. You had Eric Bischoff with his with his half zip up sweater tucked in. Tucked in. Can we please say it was tucked in and it was mom jeans? Yes. They were like high waisted. Nothing like, cool about that. N- zero cool and, about and that. The whole, he thought he was so. Damn I know. Cool. And the whole stage setup was like uh, from a seventies Kiss concert. Again, middle aged cool. Okay, but can I just say maybe it's because I'm middle aged now. I think it was pretty. I thought it was pretty cool. I thought the actual. I thought the Creator Wrestler Arena, the Creator Arena, NWO Creator Arena. I thought it was I'll, actually. I'm pretty just cool. speaking mostly about the giant light thing hanging above the, <laughs> oh, the ramp. Oh, that was very. That was very kid-seventy concert. Yeah. That is very, very middle aged cool. Especially when I still don't understand because at this point, Macho Man. I'm getting way ahead of myself. I'm going to mention this now because oh, we're talking about presentation. Doesn't matter. Uh, Macho Man had not joined. Was a mess. We could be a mess. Uh, the Macho Man had not joined NWO yet. Yeah. But the whole time during the Outsiders uh, Steiner Brothers tag match, mm-hmm. the big light panel said, "Dig it." <laughs> Why? <laughs> That's right. Why? <laughs> and then during, uh, I think because it was, it's a cool middle aged slogan. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. And then I guess I think during the Norton DDP match, it just said "cool" <laughs> the whole time. Okay, so let's talk about. It's like if we just blast these words at people uh, along with me, they they will think that what's being presented is cool. We can very briefly talk about the the good things about this pay per view because they are few and far between. I thought the ladder match would stay for the ending was pretty oh, good. Oh no, we, yeah, we can oh. talk about the actual match. The ladder match is great. Yeah, I love the ladder match except for the finish. The finish was a bit of a mess. I forget what the finish was, but we can talk about it when we get there. Um, I thought the okay the 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 the, the voiceover guy. Oh yeah, loser. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. It was pretty funny. Yeah, I, I was actually laughing at that one. So that was cool. I thought the set design, minus you're right, the the kiss thing was. I thought it was cool. The funniest shit to me about the set design was when they had. I'll make two points here. When they had the three screens, and you have uh, Hall, Nash, and then Hogan. But then before Hogan came out, it was three Hogans. Yeah. You know what that reminded me of? So hardcore. When you're about to go onto. A ride at like Universal, yeah, like the Back to the Future ride, yeah, and you have like screens of people talking yeah, to yeah, you, yeah, yeah, or yeah, yeah, talking at you yeah, rather, yeah. It reminded me that I, it, it made me feel like I was about to go on one of those like an NWO themed ride where you like sit, the, like the Back to the Future, yeah, ride. and it's like a stationary one. Now it's a Simpsons, I think, yeah, and it just moves around a lot. Yeah. You're in front of a giant screen, yeah. which I actually would kind of dig to go on. I would like to go on a ride like that. That could be fun. Um, I thought it was kind of funny that the band stuck around on the stage without doing anything for the first half of the show. Um, they actually did perform. They cut it out of the network. Oh. It's on the, I looked it up. It's on like the VHS copy or something like that. Gotcha. But originally they did perform. Um, I don't know what they performed. I was kind of disappointed that uh, no one else came out to the actual NWO theme except Hall and Nash. Except Hall and Nash. Who, speaking of, did you notice something about them? They seemed completely checked out. I wonder if they, and it would not surprise me at all, at all. And I'd lo- I, we, I need to look up a Kevin Nash shoot interview because he does a ton of them and he's always great. I wonder if at that point they both realized, wow, they are they are driving this straight into the ground. Could you imagine being <clears throat> being Hall and Nash, not having probably, not having if if the stories of them locking Bischoff in a closet for firing six is is true. They probably didn't have a ton of respect for the guy. Yeah. It, it might be the kind of thing where they like him because he's the guy that's, like, letting them do whatever they yeah, want. Yeah, but they don't feel – they won't feel bad about walking all over him. Exactly. Yeah. Now, you give that guy and Hogan all of the power, and they start running with something that you made cool, and they start just running it into the ground with the lamest shit ever – 
they're probably going to be checked out. Yeah. Even though, hey, I'm making money after money after money, hand over fist, this is something really cool, and it's getting us to a good place, and now they're doing this. Because Hogan, you can tell Hogan was the happiest person on planet Earth because, oh, my God, I get to be relevant, relevant again. I know. That it was all over his performance. He was just face deep into the camera the entire time. And the last shot of him air guitaring, the, when he, and he looks like he's 70 years old. Yeah. And he's so happy with himself. I know. It's so, it's so bad. A couple There's times. Zero cool about it. I know. A couple times Bischoff is going. He and, uh, he and Ted DiBiase do commentary, and by and large, it's not good to go. It's terrible. Um, he goes on a couple times about how. The NWO is a uh, is, is a young up and coming yeah faction. I'm yeah. like, why are half the members over 40 years old? <laughs> Who is actually young in that roster? X Pac, yeah. Buff Bagwell, Buff, yeah. Buff. That's pretty much it. That's yeah. pretty much it. I mean, you can you can consider like Hall and Nash cool. I mean, they're they're always cool. But like beyond them, in terms of young and up and coming, no Hogan has been around forever. And he's not cool. No. Uh, Michael anyways. Wall Street's not cool. No, he's not. And, and they, all those guys, him, Bubba, their boss man, whatever you want to call him, they all had like, they were, all their shirts were tucked in. I will say this, though, and I, this is probably against the general consensus. I actually really like Nick Patrick. I thought he, in performance-wise, he gave it his all. Oh, he, he always was, did, yeah. Into, into ref. To heal ref an entire show. An entire show? Yeah, that's... You have to give him some props. He looked dorky as shit. Yeah, he did. Again, tucked in, one size too small. Everybody back then had bellies. He had his head on backwards. I think he had an earring. You know what? I thought he did, too, and then I looked closer, and I don't think he did. I was like, does he have an earring on? Yeah, I thought he had a... Did he? I thought he had a hoop, yeah. Okay, maybe he had a hoop. I don't know. That's the nerdiest thing. So anyway... But I will say this for him. He didn't go overboard healing it up. I don't feel like... Well, I mean, if you if you take in terms of his performance, you're yeah. absolutely correct. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, you're right. Um, but the, you know, when you have when you have the NWO ref, and every finish is basically him trying to screw you over, it takes a lot of the tension out of things. Oh yeah, it does. You know, until the tag match. Yeah, um, which was pretty fun. But anyway, so yeah. It, anyways, it, it kicked off with uh, with the dumpster trucks thing. Yeah. Um, we go into the end of. Oh, here's something to mention though. Uh, Hogan wasn't on any of the garbage trucks. He had his own limo that <laughs> was already parked there, waiting for everybody else to show up. <laughs> oh god! Oh, and yet Hogan man. still had like a long sleeve uh, version of his Hollywood Hogan shirt, oh. as if he did join in yeah. on the ride through. I think Cedar Rapids, Iowa, <laughs> on the garbage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he did not, as far as I know. Because I didn't see him in any of the garbage trucks. Yeah. And when the, the trucks pulled up, there was a limo sitting there. Well, he's Hulk Hogan, man. He's like. And then man. and then suddenly Hogan materializes. Wouldn't it be crazy if Hogan was like the one guy who like understood the symbolism and was like, "I'm not riding it on a dumpster truck, brother." <laughs> They're like Hogan. You know, Bischoff has already said, "No, I don't care, brother. It's in my contract." I where? Know. Where? Creative control, brother. Right here, brother. No dumpster trucks. Could be. <laughs> oh, man. What if Hogan was the voice of reason? Um, so, anyway, yeah, like you said, the video package is actually pretty cool. Yeah. Like uh, Bischoff at the podium. And, yeah, it was really well edited. One thing I noticed about the tag belts, I don't know why I noticed it so early. Maybe because they look small. They, they're very small. Yeah, I noticed that, too. <laughs> very but small. Both, both Hall and Nash are large guys. Yeah, I know. But you, you need large belts. Yeah, I know. You know? 
They're, it's, yeah. it's, it's the juxtaposition against the heavyweight championship, which is massive. Which is massive. Huge. Huge belt. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, so let me ask you this. So when I saw the, the Creator Wrestler Arena, the NWO Arena, so the show was terrible. And that sort of takes the, the, the shine off this idea. But do you think, and because everybody knows this was sort of in the plans for the NWO to become its own brand. Yeah. You think that should have happened? I don't get, I never understood what they were going to do with it. Were, was in, were NWO wrestlers going to fight each other? Right. Were they supposed yeah. to bring in WCW wrestlers to yeah. their brand? I, I just, yeah. just logistically, I don't understand it. Yeah. But no, I don't think, it, I mean, if this is any indication of the direction it was going, no, absolutely not. <laughs> right, right. I thought, I thought aesthetically it was rad. And if they could have found a way to get around the obvious logic of what you just said in terms of like, what, yeah, NWO wrestlers are going to fight NWO wrestlers. Are there going to be NWO refs screwing everybody? Is this going to be weird like that? Or could they find some way to be like, okay, well, you know, we're running the show, but we're going to play things straight up like competition between, you know, NWO members. NWO members. Yeah. You don't always have to be wearing, you know, you can wear your own stuff. Yeah. You're part of our company now, a corporate takeover thing, which they're not supposed to be corporate. But uh, oh, piss off! Like every finish didn't go uh, the NWO's way. He'd always talk about going to the executive committee and protesting <laughs> and stuff. I was like, yeah. that's not cool, man. That's not really. It's guerrilla. not cool. It's not guerrilla tactics. No, it's not. Um, let's see here. <laughs> I mentioned there's no commentary table. There's just some crates. Yeah, they were sitting on. Yeah, the DiBiase, who didn't really seem... I think the thing is, okay, so uh, Lacey and I did another Ask Stephen Lacey Day, right? She sat there, sat in your seat, because it's comfortable. And, and like, between you and I, like, if we did this podcast over there, or, like, how we used to do it, like, face-to-face, it's not as comfortable as, like, like this is comfy. Yeah. We're, like, this is our spot. This is our comfy spot. I just got the feeling. And so, when you're comfy... It, you're smoother. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like maybe DiBiase just wasn't... He just didn't comfortable with any of it. I don't think he was comfortable at all. No. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, the first match was uh, Chris Jericho. Yeah, it was rad. Uh, taking on uh, Masahiro Chono. One thing that bugged me, I, I totally got... I, you know, you totally understand it. And it was kind of funny. But also it just kills... Like, the bottom line is you're putting on a wrestling show people need to get hyped about. Yeah. Oh, nothing was exciting about this show. No, no. And what added to that was, like, they didn't have theme music for their faces, for the non-NWO For the, in, for the uh, sorry, WCW wrestling. Yeah, exactly. That was, that bugged. Yeah. I didn't like that at all. I mean, but if you think about it, like, there were so many people missing from this. Like, why would they have WCW wrestling? I mean, because remember when the WCW wrestlers came, walked in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sat down? They actually look kind of cool because they're all wearing black. Yeah. But, like, I mean, maybe it was in the setup. That we're going to have our own pay-per-view and, like, you know, we're going to bury WCW faces. And that's why none of the big names well, it could be. were scheduled. Because, like, no Flair, no Arn. No Sting. No Sting, no Luger, no Macho But they were, Man. you know, this is still in the midst of Sting not wrestling for that's an entire true, year. But no Luger, no Macho Man. I mean, they the Steiner. <laughs> I love when the Steiner brothers came out and uh, their music wasn't playing. Scott Steiner legitimately looked like he wanted to punch something. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, so yeah, Jericho comes down. Didn't get his own theme music. Masachono, who was probably the coolest looking NWO member oh, ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He looked like a dude out of the Matrix, but like still cool. Yeah. Um, it was actually a fairly decent match. It was. Um, so I read up a little bit about this, like, and I just sort of happened to, to stumble upon. Apparently, uh, Masachono was, uh, he would shoot on Jericho. 
Like, apparently he was, like, a really stiff worker. Hmm. And uh, I don't know. I forget the rest of it. I, I don't want to say shit that I don't actually know. But uh, apparently there was, like, the finish to this. Um, like, Jericho was like, I don't want to wrestle him again. Like, he does. He seems like he doesn't like me or something because he hurts me. Uh, I, I read that on the Internet. Who knows if it's true or not. But when I watched it back, I was like, oh, yeah, man. Must tell him I'd have been a stiff guy. Yeah. Um, but anyways, no, this is actually a pretty, this is actually a pretty cool match. Like, it reminded me of a match that you'd see, because Jericho spent some time in Japan. Yeah. Um, reminds me of a match you'd see in Japan yeah. from the yeah. time, you know? So, it was kind of cool. Uh, Masatona ended up going over with, uh, you probably have better notes than I do. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, about, I don't know, two-thirds of the way from the match, uh, Chono sets up a table on the outside. Right, right. And it's a Japanese table. Yeah, smaller yeah. one. Yeah. Right. Um, so, they wrestle a bit more. Uh, uh, Jericho goes to the top rope to do something. Chono kicks him off. Goes right through the table. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that the ring mats on the outside look very thin. Yeah, they did. They're taped to the floor. Yeah. But they also look kind of like shag carpet. No, dude, I think it was... <laughs> it looked like office carpets. Yeah, I know. It looked like office... Like, and I didn't... I couldn't tell if there was any mat under it. Like, if you want to say mat, it's like, you know... Yeah, I've been like carpet pad. Yeah. <laughs> carpet pad. And then they, they, yeah. went, they went for the best value option, so it was only right. like a, yeah. a half an inch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because that looked ridiculously thin. And they like, taped it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so after that, after that uh, Jericho gets back in the ring, um, and then Shono just kicks him in the face and gets the win. Yeah, 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 yeah. But a decent match. No, it was a fun match. I thought it was a good, I thought it was a good open. Um, after that, uh, okay. So we're going to be talking a lot about the missed end of uh, Unfortunately, if this was only one segment, we could talk shit about it and then move on. But it, there was at least four segments. Of, of the Miss NWO. So there's this guy named Jeffrey. Oh, my God. Who was you, obnoxious. Have you wanted to punch anybody more in your entire life? I don't think I have. I would really love to seek this guy out and just punch this shit he out. He was very face. obnoxious. He was, so, he was, it was, it wasn't that he was just obnoxious. It's not like Enzo obnoxious. It's chubby-faced, like, weasley voice. Those stupid-looking 90s sunglasses. Is smarmy the word I'm looking smarmy. for? Smarmy. He was smarmy. Oh, my God. He, re- he was like a 90s shock jock wannabe who just yeah. wasn't clever in the least. No, not at all. In the least. Because he was obviously reading from a, a very poorly written script. Because oh. he had it in his hand yeah. the entire time. It was so bad. So, between matches, they would go to... There was a lot of women um, on motorcycles. In, on the, or like on the ramp area, mm-hmm. like eight. I don't remember exactly how many. And so he would go and really awkwardly interview them. Yeah. And they didn't have, like, they, he had the questions prepared, but they didn't know what the questions were going to be. And he would ask questions that would, you know, you're obviously fishing for answers that are, like, X-rated. Like, you know, uh, so-and-so is known as a man with a lot of positions. What position would you get into in order to, like, make him happy or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, It's like, what are they supposed to say? Yeah, I'd let him, I'd ride his face. Like, what are, what are they supposed to say? I know. You know? I know. I'd, I'd lick his asshole. I know. What are they supposed to say? And so they'd always say, the, the only answer any of them gave for anything was, whatever he wants. Yep. You know? And then half the time, they're like, what? I can't hear you. I know. Like, the, this one... This one woman was... The band was playing. She was sitting right next to the band. And Jeffrey asks a ridiculous, stupid question. Yeah. And she says, what? I can't hear you. <laughs> Number one, do we know where we got where they got these women from? I have no idea. I do kind of appreciate the humor, although it was really misplaced. Again, trying to bury the NWO. But Bischoff saying, uh, these are all local women, so we didn't have to spring for airfare or a hotel room. 
And they all have their own Harleys. And they all have their own Harleys. Because everybody, every woman needs her own hog. But I think it's funny that Eric Bischoff was totally cool saying the NWO is a bunch of cheap bastards. I know, because what actually was happening is they were just throwing money at everybody to come over to WCW. Oh, Maybe that's why they have to cut back yeah. expenses when it comes to putting on the, the production value of the we're, show. We're pay, we're paying uh, Big Boss Man three million a year. <laughs> and by the way, everybody we give a big contract to, if it's over what Kevin Nash is making, he then gets that. Yep. Same with Scott Hall, too, I think Same too. With Scott Hall, yeah, and Hogan probably. Oh yeah, Hogan's contract is probably whatever he gets. I get double. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. They say there's probably a kicker in it too. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh man, but. So there were a few, by the standards of wrestling fans in 1996, I don't even think these women were wrestling fans. No, 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 no. Um, but, you know, there were a few that were mildly attractive. And, I mean, I'm not going to dump on people for their looks, but, like, I don't know what the point of this was. Like, I, I honestly I honestly don't. It's like at least, look, like from a business standpoint, if the point is let's let's – Let's have like a beauty pageant type thing. You're going to choose aesthetically pleasing women, you know, or if it's, well, men don't really do beauty pageants, but like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to be a fucking asshole right now or sexist or anything, but like, you're trying to find logic in this whole scenario. I understand. Exactly. Like, they all are just like not well put together. I don't, I'm, I'm trying not to be an asshole because I know people are extra sensitive these days. But they found a bunch of ugly women, you know? And I'm and, and, and here's the thing. When you say, so at the very end, uh, Eric Bischoff, like, starts making out with the winner. And I honestly felt so much more bad for her than him because, A, I don't think she knew it was coming. Yeah, I don't feel, I don't think she expected that. And, B, he's gross. Yeah. Like, especially after the display of this pay-per-view, he's gross. Yeah, he is. So I'm not saying, oh, it's they're so now or anything like that. I'm just saying, like, they didn't go after models. And so what was the point of this whole thing? Because they weren't even making fun of them. Like, if the point was just some cruel thing to make fun of, they weren't even doing there was, Yeah, there's nothing overtly cruel about this whole thing. Was it just a casting call? Like, did they just put out and say, hey, we're, if you're, hey, if you have a motorcycle, come on down. We're doing, like, Could a be. thing. Could I, be. I have no idea, but it was absolutely bizarre. Because it doesn't seem like necessarily... Granted, the Miss Becky, who won Miss NWO, mm-hmm. her throne was a giant toilet, it looked like. Which I didn't realize that until you told me that. Um, so I guess, in that sense, it is kind of... Is that supposed to be insulting? <laughs> or is it, again, just a really apt metaphor? Or just a really bad attempt at a joke? I don't understand. I, <laughs> That's the thing, is this whole Miss NWO thing doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't get it. It's like, it's like there's no actual, like, joke... Just a bunch of random shit that people, like, in the office, middle-aged white men, by the way, all find funny and decide to cram it all together. Yeah, either they thought it was funny or they thought it was cool. It's like, there, nobody said, yeah, cool, yeah. What's the point of this? To humiliate these women? No, no, not at all. What's the point of it? I don't know, because it's funny. Make it, I, 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 I don't know. I have no idea. Like, you have Miss Elizabeth there who is... Knocked down, drag out, gorgeous, and then and and some of the women that they have were they did they were attractive, and then some of them were just I mean, and I'm not dogging them, it's just why I don't get it. Yeah, it's just weird. Yeah, you know they're just ordinary run of the mill people. Well, at one point Jeffrey was interviewing uh, a couple of the women, and he prefaced that segment by saying, "Now we're going to talk to the quote senior division." <laughs> Now, and when he said that, I was like, what? Yeah. 
That's because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. I don't get it. I don't know, man. I don't get it. And then Miss Becky was one of the people he interviewed then. Like, they look like they're having fun. So Why? At least Hold on a second. Let me go back. So, the Eric Bischoff came out to, to judge. Because I'm with you. I just don't understand it. <laughs> I don't understand it. Yeah. Um, um, comes out to judge, and he goes to two, two of the women, whispers something in their ear. They whisper some other stuff in his ear. Mm-hmm. And then based on those conversations, he declares Miss Becky the winner. Yeah. I have no idea what he was whispering, what their answers were. I don't know. Because the other one was an attractive woman, like she was, she looked like she. What? Might what? Have done why? Some I missed something. why he wanted to have these conversations with these two women. Because it was a tie, and they so they were they were trying to convince him. Yeah, I guess that they so. deserved the win. But in, I'm guessing the idea was to they wouldn't say it at the microphone because they were being too lewd. Maybe yeah. I have no idea. The only thing I can think of, and I, I, I have no idea. So, the, 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 the thing that I think Eric Bischoff wanted the NWO to be was like a biker gang. Yeah. But they didn't have bikes. They were just ride on dumpster trucks. Okay? Now, I, I, I've never been. I've, I'm not part of a biker gang. I've never ridden a motorcycle. I would probably die if I did. Yeah. I've watched Sons of Anarchy. Maybe Eric Bischoff, in his dealings with biker gangs, which are probably few and far between. Yes. Hear me out here. Dare I say, probably non-existent. I'm trying to wrap my head around this. Is it possible that maybe he witnessed, maybe on TV, something where a biker gang would put on some sort of biker gang-esque beauty pageant? Not like an official thing, just clowning around, having a good time. All the old ladies. Yeah. I think they call them old ladies. Yeah, but I would think if that were the case, then everybody would be in on it. They're all no, that's and that's the thing. That's the thing. That's the missing link. Yeah, is that the biker gang does this? Hey, for fun. Hey, let's get all you know. I I have no. I don't know. Um, so I'm thinking maybe Eric Bischoff saw something akin to this, something like this. Yeah, and was like, well, NWO should do this, Miss NWO. But they don't understand. Like they 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 miss the part where they're not cool like a biker gang. Well then, the, and they're not—they're not the participants <laughs> yeah. in, in in this Miss NWO pageant. Yeah. have to be in on it, right? Exactly. And if they're not, yeah, it, it misses the entire point. Right? Exactly. That's as good as explanation I've heard. That's what I'm thinking is that maybe he saw something and was like, "Oh, we're a biker gang." Just decided that. Hall and Ash were all like, "We don't ride motorcycles." Yeah, I know. And then decided to do like put on something like. I mean that theory. I don't know how, how truthful it is, but it, it makes sense to the situation a lot more than anything else. He's got a podcast. We should try to do a collaboration and ask. We him should. What he's like, what, what was the point of the Miss NWO contest? Yeah. Sold out in 97. Because we, I just, it escapes me. I don't understand the point. Was anybody made aware that they would have to put their lips on uh, yours? And how much money did you give them to do that? And if it was none, how sad are you for them now? Yes. Yeah, that was... I like when they started looking at the pictures of uh, the fans who would send in their pictures. Because <laughs> the funny thing is, DiBiase, I think, was trying not to be a dick. Yeah. Like, he was trying to be nice to everybody. I know. I think DiBiase, maybe that's why DiBiase was checked out, because he, like, got there and he was like, they're going to do what? A Miss NWO thing. They all seem like nice people, though. Yeah, well, Bischoff's going to kiss the winner. Ugh. 
Anyways, moving like, on. Can I, just, like, can I just go backstage during that segment so I don't have to witness that? Exactly. I'm going to take my break at that point. You guys are paying me $5 million a year. It was so confusing. It was very confusing. Uh, next up match was a Big Boss Man versus, I'm sorry, Bubba. His name Bubba? Yeah, Bubba Rogers. Bubba Rogers. He wasn't the guardian angel anymore. <laughs> he was no longer the guardian angel versus Hugh Morris. Who was who was not in his? I don't know if he did this before or after, but his singlet he used to wear. Well, this was a like a street fight. This is a oh so this is this a, why he was wearing a tie dye shirt? Was it like and a, jeans? Tex- a Texas street fight? They Mexican street. It was a Mexican street fight. They mentioned something like that. Um, and it's pretty much what you'd expect. How do you like this finish, man? I know the finish was rad. Yeah, the finish was cool. Where uh, <laughs> Boss Man ran over Hugh Morris with a motorcycle, <laughs> and then Boss Man runs back to the ring to win by countout. <laughs> Even though. <laughs> the last man standing match. Oh no! Well, then it was a death match. Uh, no, there. Yeah, but there's no DQ. There's no count out. They were already oh, outside yeah. of their <laughs> the ring for like 14 minutes. But it's, it's NWO uh, ref Nick Patrick. He just changes <laughs> rules as as he sees fit. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. Uh, and honestly, the only reason I know it is because I I read like a different review about it, and I was like, oh yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Why did he run back into the ring? He's not avoiding a count out. I know. Anyways, anyways, but yeah, you know, there's a lot of low blows. Jimmy Hart uh, got some uh, kicks in on uh, on Bubba Rogers. Mm-hmm, yeah, um, Nick yeah. Patrick was in full like NWO ref. He was doing slow counts for you know on on behalf of Boss Man. Yeah. Um, After that, more Miss NWO stuff. Just more confusion. It was so awkward and uncomfortable. It was bad, dude. It it literally. Let me ask you something. I I honestly, and if anybody else out there has a response to this, let me know in the comments because I'd love to know. I honestly cannot think of a cringier segment in all of pro wrestling. This yeah. might be, this might take the cake. Yeah. And I don't, I, I, that's not hyperbole. That's not exaggeration. I honestly have never felt so uncomfortable in my life, especially at the end. Yeah. But even during it, this idiot running around asking stupid questions. What would you do? Anything he wants. Well, what nasty thing would, what nasty body part would you show off? Anything he wants. How far open would your butthole go for Big Boss Man? Anything he wants. It was all these like, and what are they supposed to say? I know. What are they supposed to say? Like you hear, you you see Jeffrey ask the question, and as soon as he's done, you just see the women just get uncomfortable. Yeah, and they like, try okay, to maintain we, like a smile, but they're yeah, just like it's just so awkward and uncomfortable. Yeah, and yeah, it culminates in. One of the most cringeworthy things uh, I've ever seen it's so on gross. a wrestling it's show. It's so gross. It's so bad. Jeff Jarrett came out. <laughs> One of my highlights was Bischoff running him down. Yeah. Because he was like WCW. He's talking about how awful his outfit was. Yeah, it was kind of so cool. He was, he was he was right there. That's a good point. You don't often get to hear people like legit run down Jeff Jarrett mm-hmm. on TV. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of fun. He was fighting uh, NWO member uh, Big Daddy Wyatt. Michael Wall Street. Bray Wyatt Sr. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Wall Street didn't seem at all interested in, in, in the NWO thing. I think he, I think, yeah, I know. He came off like he might have felt that there might have been some more job security there, but then maybe he knew that there wasn't. I kind of wonder if it got to the point where, you know, early on it was, hey, let's do this. This seems cool. I know later on this was the case where Hogan would just get his buddies. Mm-hmm. That could be, yeah. But then the Nasty Boys weren't there, and I think he's like, or he was eventually maybe best friends with uh, with Brian Knobs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, oh, yeah, he was fighting... Uh, wait, no. No, I, I must have skipped a bunch. Yeah. Oh, Jeff Jarrett versus Wyatt. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Match any guy. I don't think it was... This, everything just felt... Every, number one, 
everybody felt like they were going in slow motion. Even the Buff Bagwell match. Yeah. It felt like there was a lot of just they're just they were slow with some of their like a lot of their moves. Yeah. Like none of the wrestlers were really all that good. Because then you Except get for the ladder match, yeah. Then you get to six versus Eddie Guerrero later on, and it's like, oh my god, these guys are stuck. Man, they're so good. They are so, they are so good. Um during this match, Jeff Jarrett puts Wall Street in a in a figure four. Mm-hmm. And this is funny. Nick Patrick grab, grabs Wall Street's hands and, yeah. and pulls him towards the ropes. Yeah. That yeah. was cool. Yeah. Um and then uh Steve McMichael comes down to the ring carrying a briefcase. <laughs> So there's a segment where Jared mm-hmm. puts Wall Street in an abdominal stretch. Wall Street reverses it and is right near the ropes. Mm-hmm. And then McMichael gets on the apron and hits him with the briefcase. Big, clumsy McMichael. I know. Mm-hmm. So Jared pins him, and Nick Patrick doesn't want to count the pinfall. Right. But McMichael's there, you know, like intimidating Nick Patrick. Yeah. At least that's what the commentary team say. I didn't really see it. Yeah. And so Nick Patrick hesitantly counts the three. Jeff Jared wins. Yeah. It's good stuff. After that, more of this Miss NWO stuff. Ugh. Oh, yeah, they were dancing on the stage. Although I did like that uh, after Buff's match, he uh, danced with them. That was kind of cute. Because it was like total foreshadowing to when he yeah. became like a gigolo later. I know. <laughs> Male escort. But it's like, this is this the time when that Jeffrey guy was like, well, here, we're going to talk to our senior division. It's like, this is so awkward. It's so uncomfortable. It's very cringy, dude. And it's, just, it's like, I want to watch a wrestling show and get into the wrestling. Yeah, man. I don't want to watch something and, and, and get this level of, of awkward. Oh, so bad. It's so bad. It's just it's so awkward. Yeah. Everything about it was awkward. It was very awkward. And I don't understand it. It was gross. But it was gross because of Jeff. It's like, dude, come on. They're just like regular people. Yeah. They're just there to have a good time, and you're making them feel uncomfortable. I know. I know. God, I just want to punch that guy so bad. I wish that he was the guy in the bar that time that tried to pick a fight. <laughs> and that she would have like just laid into, hey, you're Jeffrey, aren't you? And the, the senior division was the first time I felt like, okay, you're being mean. This is you being mean. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. not cool. Yeah. This isn't cool. And I think that's what really bugged me about that. I was like, this, why no, is he mean? No, a bunch of those senior division people probably dead at this point. Think about it. It was like 20 years ago. But like, the, the, like I think at least two of the women he was talking to, they were like maybe in their late 40s. Oh, yeah. yeah Hardly yeah. seniors. <laughs> well, we say that now because we're like no, senior 10 years from I being there. Technically speaking, a senior is up. 50, yeah, like 56 and okay, older, yeah, I yeah. think. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, yeah, you're being mean. <laughs> at this point, you're just being mean. And it's awkward. It's and he's, and he's got that shitty, fat look on his face. No, so it's annoying. Awful. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, next up we had Buff Bagwell versus, like, wasn't this his old tag team Yeah, the American partner? Males. Scotty Riggs. Yeah. Who was later went on to hang out with the Raven, I think. Yeah. He was part he of the flock. flock. But, yeah, I think they were the American Males. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this actually, this match was one of the few that had some intensity somewhat behind it because I think it was kind of the, the blow-off match for their feud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I guess just before this was when DiBiase asked the entire locker room, hey, you want to be in the NWO? And Buff said yes, and uh, Scotty Riggs said no. Yeah. So maybe that started their feud. Yeah, it could be. Um, <laughs> during the match, uh, someone gets tossed over the, the top rope, mm-hmm. and Bischoff is screaming about how that should be a DQ. Oh, I know. That was funny. First of all, yeah. was this really still a rule in WCW in 1997? <laughs> Second, isn't this an NWO pay-per-view? <laughs> Why are there rules? <laughs> well, it's still wrestling, dude. But it's like they're supposed to be an outlaw organization. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, competition has to have rules. You know, I'm just playing devil's advocate here, dude. It's kind of, you know, they're still, they got to figure out who's going to, you know, what are they going to do? No pins either? Like, this isn't like a deathmatch situation, like a literally death. It's like blood sport. It's pro wrestling. But every mother match, there was some 
shenanigans going on. Yeah, the point of the NWO is that they cheat to get around the rules, but rules still exist. But this isn't a WCW show. This is an NWO show. They should be able to step through. It doesn't make any sense. None of it made any sense. It made me angry. At this point... Oh, I was getting angry, I know. After, after all this uncomfortable, awkward Miss NWO stuff, and then that line. Yeah. Because we had this running thing. No, that thing. line. We no. had this running thing the whole time. Yeah. Of like, why is that a DQ yeah. in WCW nowhere else? Yeah. As far as I know. Mm-hmm. And why is that still a thing in 1997? Yeah. That made me angry. I can't believe that was actually... Maybe was he just... Maybe he was clowning it. Well, there was no Matt's. There was only... Was Bill Watts still there? No, this is well after this Bill Watts. This is well after Bill Watts. Maybe they brought him back from the NWO. Maybe Bill Watts was secret NWO member. That could be. That could be. Just the benefactor, huh? I took away the mats. <laughs> Bill Watts is like the most Frank Costanza guy. <laughs> he watched that rise and fall of WCW. Yeah. So I took away the mats. And over the top rope was a DQ. <laughs> I think it was during this match that I know it's the first time where uh, the disembodied NWO voice just said, Loser. Loser. That was pretty funny. Loser. And then during this match, Buff Bagwell's buttocks were exposed. Oh, yeah. At I least mean, partially. Hey, to his credit, he had good buttocks. Yeah. Which helped him later on during his career as <laughs> Gigolo. Yeah. <laughs> as Yeah. Um, uh, Buff eventually got the win with the Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. Decent match. Uh, it has some intensity to yeah, it. Yeah, it was. There, there was. there was some intensity. But I think it was during this match when I was like, these guys are young. Shouldn't they be going on faster? Oh, I know, I know. Some of the moves, and I think there was one move in particular. Maybe it was like a neck breaker. But I was like, that is the slowest neck breaker Well, Buff was never the most technically proficient wrestler. No, that's true. I'd be, that'd be, like, remember when he got, when he landed on his head? Mm-hmm. Oh, damn it, that was scary as shit. Mm-hmm. Ooh, boy. Yep, I remember that. It was on Thunder, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Well, and then the Viano 5 also, I think, got paralyzed on Thunder. Not paralyzed. But uh, hurt his neck, yeah. Oh, yeah, one of the Vianos. Um, next. Oh, DDP was so over. Oh, yeah. Was DDP next? Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, the band finally played. Okay. Next. Mm-hmm. At least on this uh, broadcast. Yeah. And, yeah, then it was DDP versus DDP, Scott like Norton. the guy that the NWO was, like, actively trying to recruit. They had him in there against... So, the I don't know if this Norton. is actually the case, but based on commentary, this match happened after Hall and Nash tried to recruit him. He put the shirt on and, oh, then, and okay. then diamond cut him. So, he was like Lucy with the football. He would kept on He kept on putting on the shirt. Well, he put on the off. shirt, but then he... he, he Gave diamond cutters to the Hall and Nash. That seems pretty conclusive. Yeah. So why would Bagwell, Boss Man, Wall Street, and Vincent come to the ring midway through the match and try to recruit him again when just previous to this we had gone through this whole thing My already? Man, it's hard to play and hard to get. It's playing hard to get. Come on, DDP. You just laid out the tag team champions. We really want you in our organization. Well, I get that, but here's the thing: is that they do this. They say, "Hey, we really we like you. We like your mood. Yeah. We like your style. Yeah. We want you in the NWO." Yeah. They give him a shirt. He puts it on. Yeah. Norton, to his credit, is the only one who's like, "No, <laughs> no." Because he's in the middle of a match. I know he wants to win the match. Yeah. Yeah. But Norton's like, "No, he wants to fight more." Yeah. And DDP goes up to him and is like, "Hey, like, let's do a self high five here." <laughs> And of course, yeah. Norton needs a diamond cutter. Oh yeah, diamond cutters for everybody. Yeah. And I thought, to the, like, if it, in my opinion, mm-hmm. this segment would been so much, so much more effective mm-hmm. if the NWO went in there and said, "Hey, we want you to join. Give him a shirt." He puts it on. They beat him. They up. Beat the crap out of him. Yeah. They beat up DDP. Yeah. That would have taken the feud to the next level. Yeah. I oh, feel man. like he's Lucy with the football. 
bang. Because in that in that situation, we didn't get to see any diamond cutters. Got to see at least a couple. Of, anytime DDPs are in, you got to see a couple. Of yeah, we saw one, just the one on Norton. Most of those people, I think, paid for a ticket. Yeah. Um, it was impressive when DDP uh, did the uh, the gotch neutralizer to to Scott Norton. Yeah. Scott Norton's a, a large man. Yeah, he is. So he, <laughs> DDP was old too. After uh, DDP uh, gives Norton a diamond cutter, mm-hmm. fends off the other NWO members in the ring, he runs. Runs out of the ring up to the crowd. <laughs> and so Nick Patrick says to the camera, I'm declaring Scott Norton the winner by count out. <laughs> <laughs> and but Bagwell saw his mic was talking. Yeah. And it looked like Nick Patrick was going to try to grab the mic to say it to the mm-hmm. arena. Because yeah. before yeah. he just said it to the camera. Mm. And he never got the chance. So he never got to declare to the crowd the winner the crowd of this match by count out was yeah. Scott Norton. Yeah. Uh, they all figured it was a DQ. Yeah, I know. Sort of like the main event just ended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did. Oh, man. I love that, like, half the NWO were Chase Owens back then. Oh, I know. <laughs> like, it was all, like, it was, it was like, there was A level and then D level. There was no in between. Yeah, really not. And uh, so then, yeah, then the Steiners come out. Um, and I swear to God, Scott Steiner, legitimate, isn't it, isn't it, I mean, that's one thing you have to credit Scott Steiner for, the complete and utter transformation that he made from Scott Steiner into Big Papa Pump. Mm-hmm. Like, it's literally like two different wrestlers. Oh, I know. But there is still, like, when you look at him here, he's only a year out from his change. Like, when the music isn't playing, and then I think, I think he reacted to the voiceover saying, loser, and he was like, like, he got, nobody else sold it. He got pissed. Yeah. Like, you could tell. And it was like, shoot, it was like actual rage. He's yeah. like, who just called me a loser? I'm not I know. Loser. I'm Scott Steiner. Anyways, I love the Steiners. They were great. Yeah. They were a really good team. Um, decent match, as you said. Hall and Nash seemed kind of checked out. Dude, I'm telling you, man. Nash, the look on his face when he was walking out there with that little tiny belt. He he looked like it. I mean, Scott Hall, you never know if he was like... I mean, there was always... He even talked about the fact that he used to drink a lot back then, like, you know, backstage. Mm-hmm. But it it honestly looked like they had just had a conversation backstage about... This is... They're ruining this shit. Mm-hmm. You know, they're driving this thing into the ground. No kidding. Um... So anyways, they come out. I think, they, like, if there is any consolation, it's that at least they get to drop their titles to the Steiners. Yeah. Because something tells me they probably like the Steiners. Yeah. Um, um, uh, Rick Steiner's in the ring for a long time. He's he's taking, he's absorbing most of the punishment mm-hmm. from the outsiders. Yeah. Um, at one point, Steiner, looks like Rick Steiner had Scott Hall up for uh, Steiner's finisher. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. Scott's starting to get to the top rope. Nash pushes Rick Steiner into Nick Patrick. Get mm-hmm. a rough bump. Yeah. Nick Patrick falls the outside of the ring. Enter, um, what's his name? Randy Anderson. Randy Anderson. Hold on, there's more before that. Oh. Scott Hall uh, grabs Scott Steiner off the middle rope, gives him a razor's edge. Nick Patrick still knocked out, known to count the pinfall. Yeah. Um, Rick Steiner, after Scott Hall gets up, hits a top rope bulldog on him. Um, and that's when Randy Anderson, who's in the crowd with a bunch of other WCW people. Yeah, they'd come in earlier. Yeah, uh, runs in the ring, counts the pinfall. He awards the Steiners mm-hmm. tag team titles. Yeah, Bischoff's going crazy because he's, like, he's not talked to the executive committee about yeah. this this outrage. Yeah, why didn't they? Because here's the funny thing. Like, the NWO's put on their own pay-per-view. Like, J.J. Dillon, I was mentioning this earlier, J.J. Dillon literally said, Michael Wall Street, your contract is with the WCW so you can't be part of the NWO anymore. Why didn't he just say that to everybody? I know. Everybody was under contract to WCW. NWO didn't have contracts with anybody. 
I know, it doesn't make so sense. So much of it didn't make any sense. Like, the executive committee really could have just been like, all right, well, NWO, you're disbanded. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like if you're going to be at NWO, then you're going to be fired. No yeah. job. <laughs> exactly. NWO um, over. <laughs> but, uh, anyways, next up, we got the ma- obvious match of the night. Yeah, it was fantastic. It's uh, six X-Pac. Versus Eddie Guerrero, who was the six was the U.S. champion. U.S. championship, yeah. In a ladder match, isn't it crazy? Like, it's so bizarre. It is so, Eddie was over at this point. Oh yeah, it's so absolutely bizarre that they were so invested in the NWO that they would bury the obvious, like obvious ways to make money. And I think, I think Jr. on his podcast made this reference not too long ago. Maybe it was Melter. Maybe it was Melter. How, like, when they would go into, like, horseman territory, they would totally bury the horseman in favor of the NWO. Like, there was no give and take. It was all just, let's just run roughshod. I know. With no sense of, like, how storytelling works. I know. With no sense of, like, why people show up. I know. Well, I mean, even go back to hearing Hall and Nash talk about that segment where... DDP was the first one to kind of get the upper hand of the NWO mm-hmm. and why that happened. Yeah. Oh, you know where I read it? They're friends. When I, yeah, exactly. When I heard, it was on the uh, the Talk is Jericho with Dave Meltzer when they were talking about Benoit and they were talking about the Cruiserweight division and then when the four guys went over to uh, WWE, uh, the Radicals. Um, and uh, it, it's absolutely insane that they had, like, Eddie. They had Chris. Oh, I know. They had all those good Jericho. They had those guys. Malenko. Like, Man, they had all that talent. That if they just had that one guy with, like, the singular vision, that one guy who could actually work with Hulk Hogan and transition the new stars into main event guys using guys like Hulk Hogan. I know. Absolutely bizarre. I know. It is. It's really... I don't get it. Um, fun ladder match. A lot of crazy spots. Yeah, no, this was great. This is when it was obvious you needed mats on the outside, too. Yeah. Because, man, they were going outside a lot. Well, that spot where uh, uh, Xbox suplexed Eddie out of the ring onto the mat. Oh, my God. And he yeah. got on the top rope and did, a, a, a like, a senton onto him. Yeah. Ow. Not a lot of mat there. None, Not basically. a lot, yeah. Maybe half inch. Just some carpet. Um, at one point, Bischoff even talked, and I forgot exactly what he said, but he said something about concussions. Oh, yeah, he talked about uh, Xbox history of concussions. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Oof, oof. And how if you have one, it makes you more susceptible to have another. Yeah, isn't that weird? I, know. I, was, waiting, I was actually kind of waiting for that to play into the story of the match. Right, right, right. He was talking about it so much. It's like, well, Bischoff, you're stumbling into some decent storytelling here. I know. Of course it didn't happen. <laughs> no. Um, it was a really good match. I thought the finish was a little abrupt and kind of clumsy where they both reach up and grab the belt at mm-hmm. the same time, and they're holding on to it. Yeah. And they both kind of fall off the ladder, and then as they do so, Eddie gets the belt and hits X-Pac with it, but then drops the belt and yeah. picks it back up, and then he wins. I wonder, you know, that that had to have been not as smooth as maybe they had practiced yeah, it or yeah, planned yeah, yeah, yeah. it. I, yeah, I think it was just a matter of execution. But it was kind of crazy because, like, as soon as Eddie reached back down and picked it up, the crowd went crazy. Yeah. Like, when there was that finality. So... I mean, I don't know. Like, we're so used to at this point ladder matches where you know guys are pawing at the belt and they're you know doing that kind of stuff. There really wasn't much of that. Just the only time anybody touched the belt was the finish. I think. Right. Exactly. And then so I think you know being back then, like if you were watching this live back then, we probably would have had a different response than you know now when we're so spoiled with you know all the ladder matches that we've seen. Um, but uh, my God, it was. Uh, it was good. And, the, and they got, they literally dragged the crowd into this. 
because, I mean, I know the signers just won, but, like, when the match kicked off, the crowd was pretty dead, but I think... Because there might have been... Was there some more Miss NWO stuff in between the signers and then the... Oh, there might have been. It wouldn't surprise... Because I swear to God, it was between every match. There was more Miss NWO stuff. Yeesh. Uh, let's see here. I was reading up here about yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. aftermath from uh, this show. Oh, yeah, the tag titles? Yeah. Yeah, they made them give them up the next day. Ridiculous. Never any payoff with that stuff. What was the payoff? Like, Sting... <laughs> you know, and then and then what else? Sting joins the NWO. No, the the. Uh, oh no, I'm just talking about like you know, long term. Oh, okay, so the NWO in general. But what were you getting at? Oh, just the after the uh, Outsiders were given the tag titles, then they had a match against the Giant and, and uh, Lex Luger at Super Brawl Seven. Luger, awful. Luger's the best. <laughs> Um, um, anyways, then after that, we had the missed NWO Finals. We talked about, enough, that, about that enough. Oh, I forgot. We didn't mention that bit, though. There what? was the, uh, when Six and Eddie were kind of towards the top of the ladder. Oh, yeah. And he did that, like, drop kick thing. Six did it on Eddie. Oh, my God, that was great. Yeah. There were so many great moments in this match. Yeah, it was a good match. Yeah. But then, yeah, after that was the missed NWO Finals. We didn't even talk about that anymore. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Bischoff, he kissed that lady. It was so, oh, God, that was so gross. And you can tell she's like did not see it coming, and he's kept on doing it. It's so gross. Well, it's so gross. After that, we got our main event. Um, yeah, Hogan. <laughs> I like at one point the triple screens at the top of the stage had yeah. three Hogans on it, all talking. And that was super apropos because I'm sure Hogan just loves that. What are you looking for? I'm trying to make sure. I thought it looked like the throne was a giant toilet. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm just trying to make sure. There's a whole RF video. There's a whole RF video about Kevin Nash and the disastrous night in NWO sold out. I got to watch that later. <laughs> Maybe there's some some answers there. Um, so this is Hogan versus the Giant, um, and Hogan came in with the title, and uh, and three members of the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, that's right. And Virgil. Yes. Virgil's holy. Did you see? Did you notice the botch too sweet? No. Virgil threw up a, a two sweet. I know I put it on our Twitter somewhere. Virgil threw up a two sweet like this. Hogan, I know you don't do it. Here, this is Virgil. Yeah. Here's Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Virgil. He gets no respect. Um, what are you doing? Uh, I'm going to find if Steve is a toilet. Yeah, I'm doing that. I'm going to right now. Continue on. Talk about this match while I do this. Uh, I already have it up. Don't worry about it. You have it up? Yeah. Where is We're all, oh, okay. There's an ad playing right now. Very good. Carry on with the... I don't even know for this match. <laughs> it's, Hogan, oh. it's Hogan versus the Giant. Yeah, it was not good. Um, uh, Hogan's on the outside. He throws some powder or something in the Giant's eyes. <laughs> Works the eyes a little bit. Um, Hogan... Most Hogan shit ever. I know. He is so in the ring, like not even trying. At all. <laughs> um, there's this one spot where Hogan hits a leg drop and the giant no-sells it. Oh, I noticed that. That, that was, was cool. Oh, I didn't write this. Was I on my phone? Uh, and then Hogan's that like was crazy. posing to the crowd and the giant's behind him the whole time. Yeah, that was kind of funny. He's like lurking behind Hogan yeah. as, he do, as he's doing that. That was kind of um, funny. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the leg drop was kind of crazy. I never, uh, never noticed that before. Uh. Let's see here. 
So there's Miss Becky being declared the winner. Okay. There's Weird uh, Jeffrey we presenting weird. her with a tiara, a, a, a sash, and some flowers. The band's playing. I feel like in the background they're bringing the throne in. Or maybe it's up on the stage more. Oh, it's right. No. Yeah, that's it right there. Is that right there? Yeah. <laughs> I would love if, like, for some reason you thought that it was a toilet, but it's not. <laughs> I swear it looked like a toilet, though. <laughs> All right, let's see. Here we go. All right, here we go. The grand reveal. That's a toilet, Oh, it's man. a toilet. That's oh, totally, it's a, totally toilet. a toilet. Ugh. And it's not just a toilet seat. They have the tank behind it yeah, with the NWS sign on. It's humongous. I don't... I'm so looking forward to reading that... You know, to listen to that Kevin Nash interview. Ugh. So weird. It's so bizarre. It's so I don't understand it. Anyways, the match didn't actually have a finish. The NWO just attacked Giant, right? Yeah, so... Uh, uh Giant uh, choke slams Hogan, mm-hmm. goes to the pin. Nick Patrick won't finish three. Oh counts. yeah, yeah. He literally just goes. He just like, holds he, his hand up after two and says, "Oh, Hogan's shoulders up." Yeah, he keeps on saying that Hogan's shoulders and up. And then so the not. Giant choke slams Patrick. Yeah. NWO, NWO hits the ring. Giant mm-hmm. choke slams everyone. Yeah. Um, Bischoff comes out and gives Hogan a, a chair, a guitar. Oh, that's right, it was a guitar. So Hogan hits the Giant with the guitar. The first time he hits it, Giant no sells it because <laughs> he's in the midst of choke slamming uh, six. So he hits him again with it over yeah. the head. Giant <laughs> sells it. Hogan gets a chair, yeah. hits Giant with a chair, and then he just spray paints NWO on Giant's back. Show ends. Yeah, well, after five minutes of Hogan like, like preening to the camera. Preening to the camera, and his face is so leathery and wrinkly. And then he starts air guitaring and then says, like, yeah. <laughs> and, like, in his world, he's, like, the coolest guy ever. I know, but... Like the rest of the show, there's nothing cool about it. It's just you just single-handedly buried the NWO because you're. It's just oh, it's so trash. It was so trash. Now imagine, imagine if if Hogan wasn't the lead guy in NWO. NWO, say he had cold feet. Yeah, and yeah. Sting yeah. took that place. Oh my god! How man. awesome would that have oh, been? Oh, been great. Because Sting, he does. He seems like he's 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 a, he's a professional. He seems to have an ego about him. I know. He does what's best for the storyline, uh-huh. as far as I know. Yeah. So imagine if he's in that spot. So you have yeah, Sting, you have Hall Nash. Instead of getting all of Hogan's friends and all these uh, older wrestlers <laughs> who are past their prime in the BO, bring in some up-and-comers. Yeah, make it an actual thing about up-and-comers. Have Jericho in there. Yeah. How awesome would that be? Yeah. You know, you know the problem with that is, is that that would have been insanely over, and because it's over, you know who would have insisted he joined? Oh, I know Hogan. I know. Look, man, regardless... Hogan would have joined. You know, that's one series that I wanted that I, I want to talk to you about doing. And I'm just going to say it here on the podcast. A show where we talk about what would have been yeah. in different wrestling scenarios. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't say, oh, this is how they should have booked it. Because our friends over there, what culture does it? Yes. But what would have happened if, like, you know, the, the curtain call didn't happen. Triple yeah. H would have won King of the Ring 96. Stone Cold would have been, like, you know, massive jobber guy. Yeah, of course. Of course. Makes that, perfect sense. That one incident. But you know why, you know why I like the idea because you can get really stupid with it. Because Marvel, whenever they did the what, what if, ifs, yeah, it always like one little thing. Like, what if Uncle Ben, uh, Peter Parker's uncle, didn't die, and it, like everybody in the Marvel universe would get involved and they would all die somehow. <laughs> it was always great. 
That's what we're going to do. Anyways, okay. Let's let's discuss what we're going to Oh, yeah. What's coming next week? Watch next week. Three you options. You here. and that damn wrestling class. I want to watch it. Okay. That's going to that's gonna be my, my one that's always an option. What is that first one? Uncensored 95. Oh, my God. Why? So, the main event is Hogan with the Renegade. Oh, my God. By his side against Vader in a leather strap match. Um, the, the show kicks off with the Blacktop Bully taking on Dustin Rhodes in the King of the Road match. Now, I understand it's heavily edi- edited, um, uh, I guess, on the network. Mm-hmm. Oh. Because it gets so bloody. Wow. Um, Love to find that match for, like, reels. I know. It's got to be somewhere. Yeah. Um, so, I apparently, just top to bottom is a crap card. Mm. It's just not good. Ooh, we get another. I think Johnny B. Bad is our going in review wrestler of the year because he's in like everything we want. Well, if you watch anything from the mid early mm-hmm. 90s, WCW. He's all over that. Yep. Yeah. Um, after that, yeah, Wrestling Classic. I just want to watch it at some point. Yeah, sure. I just really want to watch it. All right. There's, I want to see how entertaining an eight second match can be. There's, there's several of those. <laughs> there's the appeal right there. He yeah. really wants to watch it. And third, Survivor Series 92. 92. Was that the first Survivor Series? No, that was. First one's 87, I think. Okay. This was the first one where they stopped doing all the elimination matches. Oh. There's only one of those. Oh, wow. Um, uh, other highlights of the card include uh, Boss Man taking on Nails, um, uh, Yokozuna in a match against Virgil. Oh. Um, the Undertaker uh, in, a ma- in a casket match against uh, Kamala. And the main event is Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels there for the WWE go. title. Can't, can't go wrong with that. So, six, my God, four years before Shawn Michaels actually won the damn thing. Mm-hmm. He was in the main event for it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Gee, Willikers. That's crazy. So, I like, I like it. those are your options this week. There you go. And the winner is the Wrestling Classic. Thank you. I finally get to watch Finally, it. you get to watch what you want to watch. Makes my day. Anyways, that's the winner. Watch that. Until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. You can host the best backyard barbecue. You can find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Your words? Less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.